Welcome to Consent Conversations at the Berg. Your hosts are Jennifer Storm and Carmen Brown. Welcome back to Consent Conversations at the Berg, an initiative to foster vital dialogue around the issues of consent. I am your host today, Carmen Brown, the Associate Director of Prevention Education at Muhlenberg, and I use she, her pronouns. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Rachel Knobloch from Crime Victims Council of the Lehigh Valley. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. As Carmen mentioned, my name is Rachel Knobloch and I use she, her pronouns. I'm an outreach educator for the Crime Victims Council of the Lehigh Valley. We are a local nonprofit organization that assists anyone impacted by crime in either Lehigh or Northampton County. All of our services are confidential and provided at no cost, including individual and group counseling, accompaniment services, as well as outreach education and prevention. As an outreach educator, I primarily focus on providing education, prevention, and raising awareness throughout the entire Lehigh Valley. To be specific, my primary area of focus is college campuses and community partners. So it's likely that you already have or will most likely see me in the future on campus, whether we're tabling an event, providing a training, or hosting an educational program. Make sure to also stop by on January 25th. I will be in Seegers Union from 1130 to 1:30, so feel free to stop by, say hi, ask any questions you might have. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Rachel. And for that reminder, we do love to have Rachel on campus. Today, as we return from winter break and deal with everything that comes along with getting ourselves settled into a new semester, most students aren't aware that January is National Stalking Awareness Month. So this January marks the 20th annual National Stalking Awareness Month, which serves as an annual call to action to recognize and respond to the serious crime of stalking. So as we get started, Rachel, can you help our listeners understand a little bit more about what stalking is? So stalking can be defined as a set of multiple scary or distressing incidents that target the same individual or one person. Just make sure to note that the definition states that multiple incidents must occur in order for it to be stalking. Therefore, there's a difference between one awkward incident with one person versus someone experiencing multiple incidents that are extremely distressing. It is also important for everyone to become aware of not only the definition of stalking, but also what stalking can look like. According to SPARC, or S-P-A-R-C, the Stalking Prevention and Awareness Resource Center, one in three women and one in six men will experience stalking at some point in their lives. However, many of these cases sadly go unreported because victims often believe it's more of a personal matter that will never be taken seriously. I appreciate you providing us with the definition of stalking being something that is multiple incidents and not just a one-time thing. And furthermore, that there's a difference between someone being just a bit awkward, which I think we can all be at certain times, or having an awkward interaction with someone versus when behaviors actually cross the line into stalking. So what might in-person stalking look like to a college student? Because we know it looks different than how we may see it portrayed in the media. And furthermore, what does digital stalking look like? According to statistics, individuals between the ages of 18 to 24 years old usually experience the highest rates of stalking. Since most students on campus often fall between this age range, it's pretty important to discuss how stalking occurs so we are able to know it, name it, and stop it from taking place. The media likes to portray a stalker as usually being a creepy stranger with a hoodie on, and the victim usually has no clue who they actually are. However, we know that in reality, The stalker is often an acquaintance, they know them somehow of some way of the victim, or they may even be the victim's current or former intimate partner. 
This situation often leads to underreporting, as the victims believe they can personally handle the situation on their own since they know that individual. Where if it were more to be a stranger, they would be more likely to report to campus safety or local law enforcement. The media also likes to portray that stalkers simply follow their victims everywhere they go, and yes, this can take place. However, technology has become a very useful tool for stalkers, as well as most victims have reported receiving unwanted text or phone calls, as well as receiving gifts or letters being sent to them. In addition, individuals have reported unwanted interactions on social media, such as someone liking all of their photos, whether it was many, many years ago or just recently. <laughs> and also commenting on all of their posts in a very extreme manner as well. I think we've all accidentally potentially liked someone's photo from a long, long time mm -hmm. ago. But there's a difference <laughs> between that and liking something repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So you talked a bit about digital stalking and the role that social media could play in it. However, I know there's also a lot of opportunity for individuals to cause harm when it comes to technology just generally. And we cannot function in today's society without any type of technology. There are so many ways that people can keep tabs on us, sometimes without us even realizing. So what are some other ways that technology or even just having a phone can be used if someone wants to find out specific things about a person? Technology has definitely advanced over time, which can be great, unless it gets in the wrong hands. For example, Apple recently created a new way for individuals to easily swap contact information with one another by simply placing the top of your phones near each other. This update is automatic, and most individuals are unaware of its creation. The update can be great if you're willing to share your information with people. However, random individuals and stalkers can also use this to obtain your information if you're close enough. If you would like to remove this feature on your phone, which I highly recommend that you do, please go to Settings, General, AirDrop, and turn off the Bringing Devices Together feature. In addition to technology being used for stalking, I've also recently discovered EXIF data, or EXIF data. This is information that carries over with every photo you take, such as what camera was used, as well as where the photo was taken if you have your location services turned on for your camera. Um, I actually saw this firsthand. It actually gives the legitimate coordinates, your latitude and longitude of wherever that photo was taken. This information is transferred over with every photo, whether it is texted to somebody or uploaded on social media. Stalkers have used EXIF data in order to find and follow individuals. If you wish to prevent your location from being shared, um, you can go to settings on your phone, click privacy, location, camera, and select never use. As stated in the beginning, stalkers are often former or current partners. These individuals are most likely to use the method of downloading parental control apps on their ex or current partner's phone in order to see everything without actually having physical access to that device. Some of these parental control apps can be used to observe all of the victim's interactions, such as their social media accounts, chatting conversations, and photo galleries. This method can be very stealthy, and most individuals sadly never know that they were being tracked and followed. Lastly, a new technique has also been used by stalkers in conjunction with the creation of Apple AirTags and Tiles, which are pretty similar to the Apple AirTag. These devices were created to track items that people usually lose very often, such as their wallet and keys, However, stalkers have been known to hide them on individuals, their vehicles, and other belongings in order to find and follow them. This is one way stalkers have easily been able to track people and often mysteriously show up anywhere the victim is. I know that when Rachel and I were prepping and kind of talking about this episode a little bit, 
I was speechless when I heard many of these things because I had just downloaded the brand new Apple update to my phone and knew that none of this was a thing. And I think we hear a lot about updates and just kind of keeping an eye on what they actually do, but we never actually know what they're doing. And I know that this has been a heavy conversation so far. And we just threw a lot of information at everybody, things that you should go and look at and be careful of your Apple AirTags and tiles and all sorts of stuff. Sometimes it can really, really feel like there's nothing we can do to prevent someone from keeping tabs on us or getting information about us that we don't want them to have. But it's important to recognize that there are ways to share your boundaries, especially online. So can you talk a little bit more about how someone can communicate their boundaries online and in a healthy way? In effort to prevent future or additional harm, there are ways you can better protect yourself. The first suggestion I make to everyone is to ensure that you all have private accounts on social media, as well as strong and private passwords to protect those accounts. I also strongly encourage that you take my advice on disabling the new Apple update, as well as turning off your location services for your camera specifically. If you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation online, you can also easily block individuals and they will no longer be able to view or contact that social media account. You can also block them from any unwanted phone calls and messages on your devices as well. So essentially, while phones and technology in general kind of put us in harm's way, they also provide a lot of options for us to be able to put boundaries into place in a healthy way, to block people, to make things private, to really make sure that our information is shared with the people that we want it to be shared with. So before we sign off for today, one last thing we want to discuss is that sometimes, no matter what we try, how many boundaries we put in place, how many times we may block someone, other people just don't get it. What advice would you give students on what to do if they find themselves in a situation like that? And what are the resources that are available to them? So if anyone is looking for advice right now and they're finding themselves in a situation, please feel free to give us a call. We'd be more than happy to help you out. Here's also some tips, too, that you can hopefully protect yourself as well in the meantime. If you are being followed in person and someone always seems to be exactly where you are, you can try to vary your routine if possible. For example, if you go to the gym every morning before work, maybe try going at a different time. In addition, while on campus and your stalker is also on campus, you can also try to talk to your advisor or staff faculty to hopefully change your housing or class schedule to get you away from the threat. You can also seek to file for an order of protection from the court as well if you feel at risk. Lastly, it is highly recommended for any stalking victim to track and record a log of incidents taking place. For example, if you are being followed different places, you can mark where you are going, what time it was, and if they were there. You can also screenshot and record any unwanted interactions via text, phone call, or social media as well. And this log is usually a very crucial part of any investigation if you decide to report to campus safety or local law enforcement. If you find yourself or someone else in a stalking situation, please feel free to call our 24-hour hotline. You can speak directly to our trained staff and volunteers anytime, whether it's the weekend, the holiday, we're always happy to help. The phone number is 610-437-6611. It is also important to note that anyone can call for support and advice if they're trying to help somebody else out who might be being stalked. For additional resources and information, you can also go to Spark's website. They are the Stalking Prevention and Awareness Resource Center, and they have a lot of information and resources regarding stalking. They're also the resource that I used most of my statistics for for this podcast. Spark's website is stalkingawareness.org. It is also important to note that they are not a victim service provider 
So if you need immediate support or assistance, please call the Crime Victims Council of the Lehigh Valley. You can also, of course, contact Campus Safety. You can contact myself with Prevention Education. You can contact Jen Storm, the Director of Equity in Title IX. We are always here to support you. If you're unsure if you want to actually submit a report, you can also contact one of the confidential sources that exist on campus. Keep in mind that Crime Victims Council is also a confidential resource. On campus, our confidential resources are the Counseling Center, House Services, the College Chaplain, and the Director of the LaFell Center for Jewish Student Life. So Rachel, it has truly been amazing having you on today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us and giving our listeners more information on understanding and recognizing stalking. Please do keep in mind that we partner with Rachel and CVC quite often. As Rachel mentioned earlier on, she will be on campus tabling in the lobby of Seegers from 1130 to 130 on Thursday, January 25th. Please don't hesitate to pop by and say hello. She always has fantastic swag, too. And finally, keep in mind, when in doubt, talk it out. Consent Conversations at the Berg is a production of Muhlenberg College, the Office of Equity in Title IX, the Department of Prevention Education, and WMUH Allentown. This program is recorded and produced in the studios of WMUH Allentown, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.